your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. 2021, that's last year, saw the highest number of complaints to the Public Service Ombudsman. 168 complaints came from Limerick. Ger Deering, the Ombudsman, joins us on the line this morning. Good morning to you, Ger. Good morning, Gillian. So, I always thought the Irish were kind of a non-complaining sort of people. You know, I've been out for dinner with many people before and, you know, they, they don't like what they're eating and somebody comes around and says, is everything okay? And they go, oh, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> and out they go. Are we changing as a culture? Are we becoming more uh, confident about complaining, do you think? Uh, yes, I think we probably are changing. But I think it's also the fact that, you know, some of the public services that people need to receive and expect to receive are so important to them that they're, you know, unlike, as you say, when you're just out for a meal and you think that's okay, I'll let it go. Some of these, some of the situations we deal with are so important to people that they're rightly not going to let it go. So the important thing is that people would go complain firstly to the body concerned, the body that they expected to receive the service from. Uh, And if if it's not resolved at that stage, then they can come to us. But I, I think you're right. I think people are rightly becoming more um, more aware of their, view, of their entitlements and not willing to put up with maybe bad service. And on that note, in fact, we work with uh, people like the Citizens Information Centre and I'm really pleased to say that post-COVID now, for the first time in a while, we're back running our clinics uh, with the Citizens Information Centre in Limerick, there in Henry Street. Uh, they'll be run every month from now on. We've already had one and the next one is on the 6th of December from 10am to 4pm. So, Kind of creating that awareness, I think, also um, encourages people to uh, not put up with bad service and to make a complaint when it's appropriate. So what kind of things can people complain to the public services ombudsman about? It's a very broad range because it's really any public service. And in fact, we go a little bit beyond public services sometimes because people might associate us with things like uh, private nursing homes. Um, and we, we deal with those kind of situations. And for example, I know we had a complaint last year where, you know, a nursing home gave a notice to quit. In other words, asked a 90-year-old resident to leave uh, the, the nursing home. And you can imagine how distressing that was for yeah. her and for her family. And following our outcome or our intervention there, I'm glad to say that the person was 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 left in that nursing home. There are other areas, for example... And that was a private nursing home, was it? That was a private nursing home, yes, yeah. because private nursing homes, the vast majority or quite an amount of their funding comes through the public sector. For that reason, they come within our remit. We wouldn't generally deal with uh, private services, but you know the state is funding these services and it's right that they are subject to the same standards as, as public bodies. Okay, so, so what other sort of examples can you give us? Well, for example, cross-border treatment schemes, uh, People may not be aware if they can't receive treatment for a specific illness in this country. Uh, there are cross-border schemes run by the HSE, uh, which they're entitled to apply under. Uh, in one such case, uh, we had somebody who had applied for treatment and they were refused that treatment, but following our intervention, uh, sorry, they weren't refused the treatment, they refused a refund for the treatment, but we got a refund of €5,000. And in fact, that's a particular area we're carrying out a specific investigation into cross-border treatments because we're we're finding in some instances that, you know, maybe the, the way people are being dealt with is over-bureaucratic, but I don't want to prejudge our investigation into that area. We'll shortly be publishing a report on that area. And that brings me to the point that we don't just deal with individual complaints, Gillian. If we see, you know, a, a systemic issue or we believe there's a systemic, a systemic issue, we can actually um, 
conduct our own investigation and look across the board and make recommendations to bodies that they should improve the the service. Which I guess makes Um, sense, because if that happens, then you'd like to think that you'd get that improvement and reduce the number of future complaints you'd get on that particular service. Exactly, exactly. Um, As you might not be surprised to hear, we have a a significant increase in housing complaints uh, at the moment across the country generally. And some of those relate to, understandably, the length of time that people are on waiting lists or the people waiting for transfers, uh, you know, given the shortage of housing, there may be it may be difficult uh, to, to to find a resolution to that. But other areas, for example, we, we've dealt with complaints where, say, for example, a person seeking housing assistance payment, which is a, a top up payment or a payment towards their rent, um, and local authorities have flexibility in relation to how they uh, apply that. And we found in some cases that. Uh, local authorities really weren't using that flexibility uh, as they should have uh, and following our intervention we did manage to get top-ups for some um, some tenants in, in housing, in private rented housing. Um, in another case a woman didn't receive her uh, electric, free electricity allowance um, there was a bit of confusion if you like at the time when she applied for it but following our intervention with the Department of Social Protection she got back 2,200 in arrears and now receives the allowance generally. So you can see it's a very broad range of, of complaints right across uh, all public services, right across local authorities uh, and all. And, and the correct protocol is always to complain first to the provider of the service before going to yourselves. Would I be right Absolutely. in saying that? Yeah. Absolutely. You won't look at a complaint if they haven't actually gone directly to the service provider first. Correct. I mean, it's only fair to give the service provider the opportunity. It, we all make mistakes. Things do go wrong. Uh, what's really important is that the public body then acknowledges that and rectifies it where they can. And we have to acknowledge, uh, Gillian, that a lot of public bodies do actually rectify it. And indeed, we have a very good engagement with a lot of public bodies as well. And I'm delighted to say that the vast majority of our complaints are solved informally and very quickly. In fact, we resolve 75% of complaints within three months or less by engaging quickly with the public body and by getting uh, them to to look at the case again and to, in many, many cases, to actually resolve it without us having to issue, uh, carry out a full investigation and issue a, a decision. And do, do you have power in relation to this? We have very strong powers in terms of getting information from the public body. Okay. We can request the file and maybe information that wasn't made available to the complainant would be made available to us. Now, my decisions uh, are actually contain recommendations, but, you know, they there is a strong moral pressure there, if you like, on, on public bodies to actually implement those decisions and the vast majority of them, or recommendations rather, are actually implemented. Presumably it'll look pretty bad if they don't take up your recommendation and, you know, that, that information would obviously be offered to the media as well. Absolutely, we would publish that information and we would publish it in an annual report and we can also make, I can also make reports to the Oireachtas uh, where we're unhappy with, uh, you know, public bodies who, who don't cooperate with us or who don't implement uh, the recommendations. Can I ask, because I'm very nosy, um, what kind of style the the complaints come in? in? Because I know I've made complaints before myself, sure. not to the Ombudsman for Public Services, but to private entities. You know, things yeah. like um, I'm a great believer in CCing regulators, you know, energy regulators or something like that. If you're having a problem with your bills, sometimes when you're switching providers, things like that. Um and I usually make about five different drafts. The first one sometimes can be quite angry. Um, and then I'll try it again and I'll tone it down. And the last one's super polite because you'll <laughs> always get much further if you're polite, but you're making the same points. But 
Imagine not everybody can, you know, has the restraint not to press send before the, the anger comes out. Do you get a wide variety of, you know, kind of language used and levels of anger from people? Oh, we certainly do. We certainly do because, and that reflects maybe how they've been dealt with by, by the public body because sometimes it may not be a very serious issue but it's an important issue obviously to the person making the complaint um, and, you know, they may reflect that. Other times the issue is very important and we all have to understand too that there may be a lot else going on in a person's life and this may be the, the straw that broke the camel's back and sometimes, you know, the, the, um, the complaint may be verbalised or written in a way that might seem over the top, but we've got to peel away all of that, and so have public bodies, and look to see, was the person treated correctly or fairly? The fact that they're angry, um, you know, we, we we look beyond that, and we hope that the process itself maybe helps people to calm down and be more understanding of what has happened. But you're absolutely right. They come in all forms from, you know, a one-liner uh, that I haven't received something to quite a, a substantial volume of... Uh, Cross material as well. Colourful language, and sometimes, but we don't. Uh, we, 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 you know, we have our policy, and we. It's very important to say that nobody in, in any walk of life, a, a customer using a public service, should not have to put up with any form of abuse or, you know, on, on inappropriate language. But equally, the people providing the service, whether that's the the local authority or the uh, nursing home or ourselves. We shouldn't have to put up with abuse either. People are both parties, the complainant and the person they're dealing with, are entitled to be treated with respect. So we will draw the line if, if people go, if they cross uh, an inappropriate line. And will, will that be explained to them? Like if, if they oh, send in a, 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 an email with lots of colourful language in, in it, you just reply and say, look, we can deal with your complaint if you send, use appropriate language. Yes, and the same happens on the phone. People sometimes go a little too mm. far on the phone and yeah. get carried away and they shoot the messenger, if we put it that way. Mm. So they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll explain to them a few times that, you know, we're not going to deal or to deal with them if they, if we they continue on that line. And usually, usually, in fact, people often apologise and say it was the heat of the moment and we can move on past that. There are 168 of these uh, complaints were from Limerick in 2021. Can you give us any sort of a breakdown of what our organisations were complained to your office? Yeah, it's, uh, and just to say Limerick is about you know the same as around the country generally. Um, last year the la- largest amount of complaints throughout the country were received from local authorities, from county councils, city and county councils and Limerick City and County Council received sev- oh, sorry, we received 70 complaints about Limerick City and County Council. We received 13 about the University Hospital in Limerick um, and five about the university itself in Limerick, and then other areas, for example, a small number in relation to um, other education and training areas. So it's a kind of a microcosm of the country. There's not, you know, it's uh, it's not. Um, there's nothing jumping out uh, as being particularly a problem in Limerick, if you know what I mean. Um, housing again with the local authority there. The number of housing complaints were the, were the highest number. And again, we work with Limerick County Council. We work with all of the bodies in Limerick, obviously, to, to work our way through finding a resolution to these complaints. The big increase in 2021, can you put that down to anything in particular, do you think? Um, I think it's what you outlined at the beginning. People are becoming more aware. There was possibly a little bit of uh, pent-up demand, if I can put it that way, from COVID. People were, uh, you know, at home. Um, a lot more than maybe they wanted to be. People were frustrated at times with their inability to contact people. But it's a trend we're continuing this year, so it doesn't seem to be just COVID-related. 
um, we're seeing an increase. I suppose if you think as well, I mean, there's a, there's a big increase in state services that are being provided to people. And the more services that are provided, I think the higher the risk that there will be problems and communication issues. And by the way, communication is at the heart of most complaints. We find that, you know, if, if there were better communication usually uh, between the parties at an earlier stage, it may not have got to escalate to the stage at that. But, um, you know, I, I think it is awareness uh, that people can make a complaint and it is the increased uh, reach that public services have that's, that's leading to this. With that in mind and the, the increased number and the increased services, are you getting any extra staff? How many staff do you actually have? Well, there's a number of offices uh, attached to the Ombudsman's office, but we only have about 50 people actually dealing specifically with Ombudsman complaints. So I can tell you, they, they are very busy. Uh, they're very busy, but it's something we're watching all of the time. Um, and they're very dedicated. And as I mentioned, where we see a sort of a systemic issue, we then take it, we, we have an investigation in that specific area. Um, and that means rather than dealing with maybe a big volume of complaints for that particular uh, issue, we deal with it on a on an investigation basis. We never, nobody, you know, we, we, we can't say we ever have enough or too many staff, but we try to, to work with the resources we have as best we can. And f- finally, Ger, if someone feels that they have a case and they're looking for a resolution, what's your advice in terms of how they present that complaint to your own office? Ger? We seem to have lost Jer. Is the line dropped? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hello? Yes, Jer. Can you hear me? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Just wondering um, if somebody has uh, a, a case, they feel they have a case and need a resolution. What's your advice in terms of how they present the complaint to your office? I would say present it as simply as you can, but as factually as you can as well. Give us as much information as you can, and if there are documents that support, you know, the, the complaint you're making, it's useful for us to get those as well. But there's no need to write, you know, a big uh, sort of legal sort of submission. Uh, tell us in your own words what has happened, um, why you believe you were treated wrongly or what it is that your specific complaint is and give us any supporting uh, documentation or evidence that you have to that effect. OK, well, Gerard Deering, um, Public Services. I, yes, sorry. I might, sorry, just mention yeah. that our, our, all of this information is on our website, uh, ombudsman.ie, including the dates and times that we will be uh, in the Citizens Information Centre uh, in Henry Street in future is all on ombudsman.ie. Yeah, and it's just round the corner from us here at Live 95, the Citizens Information Centre and uh, great service in there, great staff yeah. providing uh, great service uh, there every day. Thank you so much for joining us on Limerick Today this morning. That's Ger Daring, uh, Public Service Ombudsman. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 